Hi, this is Maddie G, your Bronx Warrior Goddess, here to talk about overcoming everything and anything life can throw at you and doing it with style, grace, humor, courage, and love. I've had lots of life experience overcoming adversities of all kinds. You will hear my personal stories, interviews with other survivors, conversations with friends, and commentary. Stories of passion, trauma, resilience, love, and everything in between. Tune in and tap into your own indomitable spirit. This is podcast 21, teachings about the sacred masculine and divine feminine. Interview with Jada Kalika and Jeff Sorensen of Breath Army. And as always, I'll start with, well, actually, this time with two quotes. Quote, who is she? She is your power, your feminine source, big mama, the goddess, the great mystery, the web weaver, the life force, the first time, the 20th time you may not recognize her or pretend not to hear as she fills your body with ripple, ripples of terror and delight. But when she calls, you will know you've been called. Then it is up to you to decide if you will answer. Lucy H. Pierce. The next quote is, Manliness consists not of bluff, bravado, or loneliness. It consists in daring to do the right thing and facing consequences, whether it's in matters social, political, or other. It consists in deeds, not words. Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi, yes. So once again, it's my pleasure and honor to do another interview with Jada Kalika, but this time we're going to also be doing it with Jeff Sorensen of Breath Army. Are you both there? Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome and thank you so much for doing this. This is so appreciated. So I will let you guys answer this however you want it, whoever wants to answer it. We'll just go with it. And if something comes up that I that I feel like needs some clarification or I want to say something, I'll just ask you just to hold on for a second. And I'm sure this is going to be really fabulous and big fun, among other things. So my first question is, what does it mean to step into the divine feminine? Okay, good question. There's a lot there. Um, you know, before I, I go there, I feel um, drawn to sharing that um, part of my quest, and actually I think everyone, every woman's quest is ultimately to tap into this divine feminine energy, and it does seem like a mystery as to how to access this. Um, there's always, I feel, anything we want to know in life, anything we question or test or challenge or seek, the answer always comes in the balance. Um, so I feel really honored and grateful that I am in a place of balance right now sharing this conversation with you as our host and Jeff, who brings a lot of his own wisdom to this call. Um, there was a time not long ago, um, six months ago or so, I had really been yearning for a divine masculine perspective on some of the shifts that I was going through. And I had reached out to Jeff to pull some cards and just be sounding boards for each other and just kind of touch into some wisdoms and, you know, just really realizing that we do have medicine for each other. 
And, and that goes for everyone. We all have medicine for each other, wherever our internal compass and intuitive centers uh, hold us and speak truth to us. We get to share that wisdom with one another. So I'm really grateful for this call because I always trust in the unfolding and the process of what's to come. I felt like I wanted to give a little bit of that backstory as we're all sitting here now for this unique discussion on, yeah, sexuality really as an expression of divinity. I've been paying attention in this whole life journey of mine as to how to transcend and evolve and to really reclaim my own personal power. And that really lives in this realm of sexuality. And that, that goes for everyone. Um, recently, I was just in a beautiful breath journey a few nights ago that Je uh, Jeff had led. And it was a unique one. Um, a lot of the work that I do and Jeff does and we hold space for and also practice within our own personal practice is the transmutation of the shadow. Mm. Right. And it's this mm. like darker aspect that's hidden. We don't want to look at it. We don't want to hold it. It's ugly. It's unserving. It hurts to feel what's in that shadow often but it is the gold mine. And we've talked about this before in some of our previous calls. Um, but what was interesting about this last breath journey that Jeff beautifully orchestrated for an incredible community of people, this circle, everybody just participating in the breath work and that, that really, that opportunity to feel into the shadow. And where is it? What is that unserving energy in our body that's holding us back, that is of the old programming, that's no longer serving this journey forward into homo luminous, this invitation that we are all being called to step into. And so as I've done these journeys before, of course, you know, what's coming up in the moment is really what you're ready to receive or ready to see or hold. And for me, what really came through and is still alive in me to share on this call is this piece around distortion. Distortion meets divinity. And um, well, I know you know, Gold, from, from my book a long time ago, there's a chapter called The Dungeon Meets Divinity. <laughs> right? right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this piece on distortion is sort of this this old paradigm that we've all been holding and breathing and living. And, and it is our quest to navigate, understand, and to shed and to have the courage to shed this old story. It's the teachings of the archetype, the serpent, one of the greatest teachers that we have of the underworld, helping us to really journey down into the shadow so that we can restore the integrity of our own personal power. Um, the lineage that I'm trained in, this Andean lineage, lineage of shamanism, among many other cultures, tapping into the archaic truths and wisdoms of the goddess, is about this reclamation of the divine. And, you know, you can't really pull a diamond out uh, to be seen in its brilliance if you don't go into the black coals to find it. Wow. Right. And so, yeah, I think we're... We're all going to get some chills because this resonates. This is the truth that we're all seeking and we need to hold and, and heal each other in these teachings today because this is these are the mysteries that have held us back from really cracking into that personal power. And a lot of us are afraid of our power, you know, and that's okay. It is a journey. It is an unfolding. 
And anyway, in this breath journey the other night where I had gone after I really felt into this distortion energy around sexuality and what the screens project to humanity and what we buy into and what we we deem or praise as beautiful or worthy or something to strive towards is really this like material delirium, this synthetic shell that needs to be cracked, right? Like the armor around our hearts to find out like, well, who are we underneath it all? And um, I think that's the quest you and I have been on for a long time. Hey, Gold? <laughs> I, I think so, yes. So I'm going to come back to the question because I, I do yes. dance around quite a bit. Yes, so yes, what does great. it mean to step into the divine feminine? Um, well, I think I need to finish where I went on this breath journey because in the journey after I had moved that dense energy in my body, what wanted to come in was tapping into source in its highest. And it felt like this beautiful diamond light from as high up as I can see and feel and imagine where source in its highest comes from, you know, the star nation, the light of the divine, the moonlight, the, however high we can really tap into source. And that light came in and like showered me like rain right down my whole body. And it was a very new experience. And I think it came that way the other night because <laughs> I was ready to receive it, you know? And I think that when we all participate and endure that conscious uh, digging into that dark shadow, there is light at the end of the tunnel. You know, we don't just go into the shadow and live there forever. It's always going to be about the balance. So yeah, coming into this divine innate integrity with the feminine divine, what it means for me, and I think for many women, is this evolution, which we'll talk about later with the Caduceus teachings and how the serpent within us is this, you know, coiled energy and we need to um, break free and, 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 and open up that energy so that we can tap into these other wisdom centers, feel into the heart, let the, um, in, in the teachings of the divine feminine awakening in Tantra, the, the opening is through the heart, right? So our Kundalini for the women is actually also coming from the heart center not necessarily just the root, which is something new I'm really feeling into and how important it is to, yeah, go down to those lower chakras and feel into that shadow energy, the mystery of the serpent, what we can emerge through and become and transform, but then rising higher to the heart center to open to love. And, and I think when we open to love, we are really opening to the feminine divine, mm. whether that's, yeah, in in being a mother or a goddess, a lover, a friend, a guide, um, a listener, a receiver in the world, that we are worthy of this devotion. Wow. Well, this is kind of reminding me a little bit about what we talked about before, the, the, the uh, spirituality and sexuality and the love, the love being really the center is just fabulous, really. Mm really and that's part of and that's part of what you see as stepping into the divine feminine is really truly feeling our hearts and the love that emanates from it is that what you're saying jada yeah i'm, I'm actually really seeing that we can't bypass the shadow to find the feminine mm -hmm. divine right. you know right. we need to have the courage to feel into those 
those denser energies. And, you know, sometimes we move something and then we, we birth this new sense of illumination or light within ourselves to receive love, to feel worthy and devoted to the mm. self. But then, you know, the journey never ends. There's always more, right? So another journey, another month later, we could be doing another breath session. And then there's, there's something else that's ready to move right. um, and uncover. So it, it is this great labyrinth or this great sacred spiral of going into our inner self where contentment really lives and truth mm -hmm. really lives. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's this process of vulnerability and courage. And with that, you know, we're, we're building a community of students, teachers, family that are holding each other in this way. And this is what I see is this, um, yeah, this new path of, of truth and love and living and stepping into the divine feminine and sacred masculine teachings are these honest conversations, you know? Right. So beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, there's, there's more to that, but I feel like I'll pause and yeah, maybe feel into okay. where Jeff's at and, and you too, of course. Right. Thank you. That was that was what I was going to say, Jeff. Do you do you uh, want to add anything or say anything about what Jada said or your own views yeah. of this? Yeah, great. Yeah, I'd love to jump in there and great. just, you know, I think that that piece of distortion that Jada brought up was really important, and and I think it's also really important to understand that we don't need to learn how to be come divine feminine or divine masculine or how to weave those together it's a remembering mm -hmm. and that remembering wow. happens as a re result of releasing that distortion and releasing the wounding but that that is an innate part of who we are at our core and it's all these layers of shadow and distortion that that pile up on top of that and all the wounding that we need to release but at our core, we already know what it is to be divinely feminine and divinely masculine. And I think for me, that that energy of the divine feminine is at its core, it's about wanting to be known and wanting to be seen and adored wow. and loved by the masculine and the job or the the core trait of the masculine is to know and to experience the feminine. And I, I think really stripped right down, I think to me that that's what the masculine and the feminine is about, is the, the feminine is about being known and the masculine energy is about the, the knowing. And, I, you know, if we can look at that from so many different perspectives from the way that we we live in the world and operate in the world and have kind of gone down this very masculine path in this last part of our history and evolution and it's you know at, at this point in the world we're all about knowing right and we we want to know everything and we want to analyze everything and like learn about it through science you know and and we've completely um, lost touch with this innate knowing of the feminine, you know, and being known. And I think that that loss of the feminine or 
um, just kind of disregarding or what's the word I'm looking for, Jada? The denial, denial yeah. of the feminine. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we've just gone down this path of trying to know everything from an analytical scientific perspective. And really we need to come back into this feeling receptivity, trusting surrender of the feminine to really bring that all back into balance. And it's, I think, you know, it's not even that we've been in the sacred masculine and been, you know, in the sacred masculine dominant era we've been in a very wounded masculine uh, dominant era. And so it's, you know, both of these need to be healed at the same time. I can't even tell you, I could be just sitting here and crying my eyes out because what both of you are saying, but also you, Jeff, because actually I am just, I mean, the timing of this is astounding because literally I am just now at a very late stage in my life, realizing and feeling who I actually am, who I actually always was, and will always be. So this is just meaning the world to me, really, and the healing is just really quite huge. And I'm overwhelmed listening and and doing this with you guys. And so what I'd like to do next is ask, uh, what does it feel like to awaken? And I think, Jeff, you kind of talked about that, but I'd like to hear more. What does it mean to really awaken the sacred masculine? I'd like to hear from both of you, however you want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Gould. Uh, and I think for, for me, the, the sacred masculine is really embodying these energies of, of being grounded, I think is, is a huge one, being really rooted, really grounded. That's that Shiva energy of just being this impenetrable rock and not an unfeeling rock, but just so grounded and so rooted. And I think that that's a really important piece of it for me and that perseverance that comes with that, that ability to weather the patience and just unmoving, unwavering aspect of the masculine. Mm -hmm. Um, Being supportive, holding the, creating a container for the feminine, kind of Mm -hmm. creating a, a structure and I think that that's a very masculine piece, a, a rational piece of, you know, of this more analytical way of observing and perceiving life, um, a real, a real fearless, very warrior aspect within that masculine as well. But, but the warrior that, that could draw his sword, but chooses not to. And and not because he's afraid to, but because he knows where that goes and has decided not to take that path unless it's the, the only option, mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. final option. Mm-hmm. And really, then there's this, this other piece of adoring and loving the feminine, you know, and, and fulfilling that's kind of like that lock and key of the, the feminine is 
at her core being adored, being seen, being loved. And the man is doing the adoring, is experiencing this wildness of the feminine and really tapping into that and, and knowing her. Mm. So I think that's, for me, the, the masculine piece. And, and I also just want to throw in another piece around this too, because it, it's easy to kind of lose sight of the fact that both of these pieces are within all of us. Right, <laughs> right. exactly. So whether, regardless of our gender, we, we are all masculine and we are all feminine and that well we'll get into that when we get into the caduceus but it's yeah and that, we do owe it to ourselves to awaken these two aspects within ourselves to achieve right. that balance and that embodiment and then we are that much more ready to meet our partner our king our queen you know our loved our beloved um yeah. Can I touch on the piece about the container? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is good because it, it, you know, so much that I learn even in the realm of Tantra and connection is about polarity and how we want that polarity. Um, it's this magnetism and it is the balance of the masculine and the feminine. Yes, within ourselves and then in relationship. Um, the container piece that you speak to, there's so much truth in that for me because in my journey of like awakening that wild, dark, feminine or creative essence, right? That awakening of the Kundalini um, that brings me to, to reach and touch and welcome the divine feminine energy to see my body as an instrument of magic and transformation. Mm. It's, it's a pretty wild process. And so then you've got this wild, divine, sacred feminine energy. And really we do as women in this expression, we do need the man to provide that structure and that strength and that container because it's almost like it's almost like a child having a tantrum and not knowing that there'll be anyone to hold them or to show them the line or the boundary or the wall. Like at some point we need to be held in that wildness. And so for me, I feel like this balance that I'm finding in the relationship with Jeff is this beautiful holding of the wild feminine. And it still gives me permission to be fully who I am, but I get to honor and kind of pull back and, and see like there is support around me. There is something strong and energy of strength that, that, that is courageous, that is brave and is willing to hold that, that container, so to speak. And that is really healthy for me in, in the end when I feel into what serves, you know, me in my highest expression. So I thank you for that. Mm -hmm. That's been such a, a huge part and continues to be a huge part of my work is learning how to hold that and learning how to be supportive and not trying to fix that. Mm wild femininity you know and just being able to just mm. in a very gentle way just support that and provide that that understanding and holding it mm -hmm. and, and then when i meet my my energy meets that line or that container then i get to touch into where my balance point is right because it 
you can't have one without the other. It's, it is the Shiva Shakti. It is the yin, the yang. It is the moon, the sun. And so without that balance, then we are not fully embodied. Right. What you're both what you're both talking about on so many levels is the masculine and feminine working together and mutually supporting each other rather than the world we've been raised in, where it's where the men have been in control and the women, you know, have not been and the, the, what the battle of the sexes rather than the joining and the supporting of the two of the two sexes, which is just really beautiful and healing on every single level. And now, because I really have no, no idea what it is, I'd love to hear more about the teachings of the Caduceus, and I'm sure you will fill us all in. So go right ahead, however you want to do it. <laughs> okay, well, what's, what's fun about this question is that this idea of like leaning into and looking a little bit more into the Caduceus teachings came to me in another breath journey <laughs> with Jeff earlier on. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's coming in strong. Let me feel into that. And as I was reading and uncovering more of the story of Caduceus, um, in Egypt, the Caduceus is the classical symbol of health represented, uh, representing a balance of these opposites of the male and the female. They are the intertwining serpents that we see on the medical staff. It has become mm -hmm. the logo or the symbol for health. On the, in the, it's the American medical staff. So if you just take a look at that and you can get a visual yourself to see the two serpents intertwining around the staff and then they evolve at the very top to a transformed version of the serpent, which I tend to see as Quetzalcoatl, the feathered serpent, the evolved um, state of Kundalini, of awareness, consciousness, uh, tapping into the divine. And that staff that the two serpents weave around and intertwine can also be seen as our our physical body as the vessel so our physical body from our tailbone to the crown of our head there are, are these energy centers which we know of as chakras and so if you think about the two intertwining serpents crisscrossing and weaving around the chakras to reach the crown to evolve into almost like a lotus state an opening mm. right a portal mm. of receptivity of the divine um we have these two serpents i often see them as silver and gold in a lot of the alchemical teachings of um isis again egyptian will speak to this uh, visualization that we can start to see in our minds, see in our own bodies that this awakening of energy does exist. We just need to recognize that it's there. Um, so yeah, that that central column of our physical body from tailbone to crown is also um, sometimes called the Shashun Nanadi or the Jed or the hollow bone. And that is where these serpents rise up rise up our physical like our spine up through the heart the voice the crown and it gives us um a really i see a healthy visual aid to see our line of of power and connection and it's always coming down from the source of the earth goddess the black womb of the earth and then you rise up to eventually meet that open lotus the white light of the divine 
But all along the way, there are these serpents and they're intertwining. And that is the masculine and the feminine aspect, also uh, known as the Ida and the Pingala, the, the moon and the sun energies. And so in that, I mean, we can just look at that and start to feel within our own body that there is this undeniable transcendence and um you know need to balance these forces the masculine and the feminine and then we bring that to then our partnerships and to our world um, and that's where we have medicine for each other right wow. oh it's talking about a whole new world on so many levels the, uh, the balancing of the masculine and feminine. The world would be a whole different place if that's what was going on. And that's what you're talking about, helping us all to create and build. Well, the um, world will it, be a whole new place as we embody these energies. Right, mm. exactly. Right. And what would you like to say, Jeff, about this? About well, I think, yeah, even kind of going off on that point that really being able to come to this place of of really authentically sharing and and bringing our gifts into the world is really dependent on this embodiment of these two energies and if we we think back to that shishum nanadi or hollow bone to me really being embodied and really sharing my gifts in the world is dependent on being able to be that hollow bone and be that channel for source or for spirit to flow through. And in order to do that, we really need to, to balance these and, and to, like we've talked about in the beginning, release that distortion, release the wounding that keeps us really locked in those lower energy centers where we see a lot of the world right now that's really just locked in these lower centers and trying to find safety and just really focused on these really base um, human desires or needs and really kind of being locked in these just lower sexual vibrations and and in order to transcend through that you know healing our wounding working with our shadows and being able to really open up that shashumna nadi and at that point being able to channel source and being able to really give our gifts to the world i think it is so so important right but it, and it doesn't, it also, and either or both of you can answer this, takes a lot of courage for us to really look into and feel our wounding, right? Because not everybody's willing to do that. And that takes a lot of work and a lot of courage um, to really do that. What do you guys think about that? What I just said, what do you think about that? I think it's, I think it's really fun work. Yeah, you know, it can be. <laughs> the, um, I don't know. It depends, but yes. I think true, the, yes. the, um, the early part, the, what I call the heavy lifting, you, that, that can sometimes be a, a bit daunting for people. But I think once we get through that, that the real heavy layers of muck and, you know, and start to work our way 
into really refining ourselves, I think that we really start to see these shadows that arise as like Jada mentioned in the beginning, these are our treasures, our gold. Uh, and we recognize them for that and recognize that in that healing that that's going to allow us to um, really express ourselves in a more authentic way and live more freely in the world. So mm -hmm. I think when, you know, a lot of my work is, is based around helping people get comfortable with discomfort. And so I use a, a lot of different tools to help people do that cold exposure and ice baths being one of them. And I think that really that skill of being able to really just be at ease within really uncomfortable situations really helps us in this work. And really, to me, the, the practices of things like ice baths or saunas or different things like that, they're practiced to allow us to be able to do this work as it arises in our lives and be in that discomfort as these situations arise in our relationships and not to run away, not to fight against it, but to just be in it and be uncomfortable. And when we can get more comfortable with that, then there's just, there's so much opportunity for growth. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And I, I do see, yeah, that it almost takes like unlearning a language to learn a new one, to do this. And it almost feels like we're all as humanity, like going through this great labyrinth. It's almost like, yeah, what you said at the beginning of the call is, being we're, we're we're we are light at the core we it's not something we need to learn it's what we need to remember i really like that and it's like we come into the world and there is this great labyrinth of distortion or distraction or repression or fear and we actually get to navigate through this to come back to this truth and <laughs> Maybe it's like a video game, right? This process that we're going through, it really is this quest to achieve uh, samadhi, enlightenment, awareness, higher consciousness. There's a lot in the way. There are a lot of layers to unpack or dissolve, but they don't just happen unless we meet them. And um, I like that you say it's fun, the process, because thankfully uh, where we live, we're a part of um, building and being in a community of people who are really ready to find that truth within themselves and to give one another and amplify one another the permission to feel joy and pleasure and love. And these are things that have been repressed and especially in our times right now have been um, a heavy a heavy blanket or force, but that doesn't mean we can't transcend or move it. It's it's up to you and me. And yes, we are the ones we're waiting for, for that shift to happen. And so it is happening. And that is part of this journey towards homo luminous or illumination and a nation of illuminated beings that are choosing to see and remember that divinity is our birthright. Right. Wow. You know, I, I think um, 
there's there's also this piece as well around really this this is a privilege to be able to do this work yes. you know and and going back to what jada said around unlearning a language to learn a new one really we're we're unlearning the inheritance of of our family lines you know and this true inheritance of of the way that we interact within relationship and these triggers that we carry on and have been passed down through generations and and you know it, some of my other work that i do is is in the psychedelic realm and and at the end of ceremony will often sing a song and it's it says that i walk a path of beauty that my ancestors have laid out before me you know and i think that really speaks to this work as well that it's we choose to do this work because we've reached a point in our evolution where both we have the opportunity but also we can't not do it because it's been become so uncomfortable not to that we simply just can't do it can't not do it right. and so it, but at the same time it's this incredible incredible privilege and we think about all the all the generations that have gone before us and and suffered through these ways of being that we have the opportunity to heal so what a beautiful gift yeah, it's like we're all being called to see this as a gift and it's not a curse. It is our life purpose in essence. Right, right. Yeah, I like Jeff sometimes say, likes to say, um, life is the ceremony. <laughs> I really, really <laughs> like that. And it is. And our, our body is our temple. And we we get to learn how to love and honor it because who are we to assume that someone else will love and honor it if we can't hold it and honor it and love it ourselves? And that is the big work. This is, this is so fabulous. I can't, I can't thank you guys enough. This, this is so fabulous. I can feel as I'm listening to you both so much healing really happening inside me too because of the, the wonderful energy you guys are uh, sharing with each other and then sharing with all of us, really. I'm just really, really thrilled and really moved. And I'll probably, as soon as we're done, I'm probably gonna cry a lot because, <laughs> <laughs> really, seriously, because it's because Jeff started, you actually started us out with breathing, which was beautiful. And I was so nervous about all the technical stuff and you just totally relaxed me. Well, both of you did actually. This is just being absolutely wonderful. And I think we're getting pretty close to the end and I would like to know if either or both of you wanna add something more or is there anything more you wanna say or we can close now, what would you guys like to do? Um, well, maybe we'll just touch on some of the, the new offerings coming up. Um, for those who are interested, near or far, we have a beautiful retreat coming up in September, September 10th to the 14th in Caslow, BC at the Sentinel. The retreat is actually called Illumination and um, I'm excited about it. Myself and Jeff and Matthew Cosell, who is an extraordinary teacher of sound healing, 
and primordial, powerful shamanic healing music <laughs> and more. The three of us coming together to bring the teachings of sound and movement, being dance and yoga and breath work and cold exposure, uh, being in nature, being in community, holding one another through this um, transmutation that we're all saying yes to. So this is a really great opportunity for anyone who wants to jump on board. We do have space for that one coming up. It's a new offering we just put out. Anything you want to touch on about the retreat? Well, I think what's really important for me and what I really focus on in the world is creating experiences for people to actually experience these energies right. and to come together in communities whether it be for three hours or five days where we can really feel what it feels like to be in a different energy and navigating through the world in a different way and i think for myself that was a, a really powerful teaching that i learned on my path was that it's it's not always so much what the teacher says, but it, it's who the teacher is. Mm. And so when we have these opportunities to come together and be wrapped up in this different way of being and feel and interact with other people in that energy, it's a, it's a remembering of, of what we can be and how we can be differently in this world and and i think for me that's why i'm so passionate about creating these experiences is because once we have that opportunity to remember and to feel it then we take that back with us and that can be truly life-changing for people and really I, beautiful to be I, part of as well Exactly, yes. There's a difference between reading about something and experiencing it. Yes. It's a whole a whole different a whole different thing. Fabulous. Fabulous. Um, yeah, and if you know anyone out there is interested in some one-on-one -on -one work, you can reach out to Jeff at breatharmy.com for uh, a connection there. And then um, with myself guiding some sacred sensuality, dance forms, the expressive yoga forms, the shadow hunting, some shamanic healing journeys. I'm available at jada at wolfkin.ca. Yeah, and uh, look forward to working with those who are, are ready for their shift and to be shining that inner light as we are divinely asked to <laughs> yes, as we, that's right as we are divinely asked to and you know jada if i i'm tempted to move up to where you are so i can just be there because you know <laughs> that i would uh -huh. be in every in i would be in everything that you're doing like i did when we were uh around each other in las vegas so believe me i would be there um yeah. so what well, go on <laughs> And there are there are some women um, just you know new to my world that are saying yes to this transformational body painting work that started with you. So did right. you want to touch on that? Do I want what? I'm sorry. Did what? You wanna, did you want to touch on that for the next call? 
Well, what I what I am going to say is, and this is what Jada and I talked about before we started the uh, this interview is. I moved to Las Vegas, turns out really was to meet Jada on a lot of levels. And I needed this body painting done, which was one of the paintings was post-traumatic stress disorder. The other was the healing. And she got what I needed immediately. And that's what we're going to talk about in our, in our next podcast, which will be transforming pain into beauty, which clearly is what Jada and Jeff are many ways talking about right now, but this is what Jada and I are going to be talking about in our next uh, in our next interview about how to transform uh, so many things in our lives. So yes, we're going to be doing that at the next time. So I'd like to end this. First of all, I want to thank you both from the very bottom of my heart for doing this with me, and I'm totally overwhelmed and grateful for what you guys have said and really what you are doing and what you have brought into my life. And again, what this interview and this call will be bringing into many people's lives. And as always, I'm going to end with a quote. It's going to be two quotes again. A man may conquer a million men in battle, but one who conquers himself is indeed the greatest of conquerors. And that's Buddha. And then the other one is the feminine are the portals to forgotten knowledge, to ancient energy, medicine, creation, and recalibrating the soul back to its original source self before being human got in the way. And that's by Nikki Rowe. And so I'm going to end now here with what I always say, with my regular ending. Thank you for listening. Here's stories that are compelling, enlightening, challenging and intertwined with world events. With every story, you will come away with hope, love, new outlooks on life, and tips on how to overcome whatever comes your way. Telling stories is wired into our brains and how we live in community with each other. Never a dull moment. So listen up and let's kick some ass. Please share, subscribe, and review. Check out my book on Amazon. Uh, Love and Action, A Mother's Memoir, My Daughter's Battle with Cancer. So that's it again. My deepest thanks to Jada and Jeff and blessings to all. Thank you. Take good care and goodbye for now. Thank you. <laughs>